0: Hey, this is Kyle Whitmire with Kyle Whitmire Consulting. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my friend, Scott Ferguson.
1: Hey, hey, it's Scott Ferguson here with both TimeToShineToday.com and South Florida Real Estate Business and Lifestyle. It's a little cross pollination episode with my friend, Kyle Whitmire. And he's, you know, compared to me, he's a young buck. But he is light years ahead of me at his age, when I was his age. Uh, his What he's going to talk about regarding mission, values, leadership, culture, customer service. You're going to pick up some valuable, valuable knowledge nuggets. And if you live here in South Florida, make sure you hire Kyle to level up your company uh, or even just level up yourself. So without further ado, here's my interview with my friend, Kyle Whitmire. Let's level up. Hey, hey, time to shine squad and my South Florida real estate business and lifestyle listeners. I'm going to, I have a special treat for you. I have Kyle Whitmire who is a coach here in South Florida, and I want to do the cross pollination. So it ends up on both podcasts. So you're in for a real treat. And the knowledge nuggets that Kyle's going to drop on you today are fantastic. So let's hear a little bit about Kyle. He lives and serves in South Florida, helping companies achieve organizational health through his five-step training process. Kyle has worked for 15-plus years in organizations that produce excellent customer service, uncommonly positive culture, and high levels of leadership. Kyle offers innovative ideas and paradigm-shifting strategies to organizations who know they need a shift in the company's organizational health. But either don't have the time to implement or lack the personnel needed to invest in this realm of influence. Wow, that's some serious credentials, brother, and it looks like you're a really big go-giver. So welcome to the show, Kyle, and if you can, please tell us your favorite color and why.
0: (laughs) Um, I guess my favorite color is like a mix of blue-green. Okay, uh, and I I love that because I love the ocean. So I that's it, man. That's why
1: <laughs> you are a water man. I see you've been surfing for quite a few years and pretty much your whole life, then.
0: Uh seven years. Yeah, seven, okay, seven years. gotcha.
1: So, so you really fell in love with the surf down here. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, which is 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 a love hate relationship in South Florida.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, because the waves are not as good as I guess they could be in different areas. Is that the love, hate? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay.
0: South Florida is kind of the bottom of the barrel in the surfing world, but uh, we still get some pretty decent swells several times a year. So. Yeah.
1: You know, Kelly Slater is like one of the best ever, you know, and the best. Um, yeah. The best. And actually I, um, Kelly, if you're listening, I did talk to your people and I know that you're coming on in October for an interview. So I'm really stoked about that, but he's from Cocoa beach and like, he is the best competitive surfer ever. And he started here in like medium to South Florida. So that's pretty awesome, right? Definitely. Um, all right. I'm going to shut my mouth now and I'm going to let you tell me about the origins of Kyle. What you know, I should ask you, is it Whitmore or Whitmire Whitmire, right? Whit- Whitmire. Yeah. All right. Kyle Whitmire consulting.
0: Can yeah. That's it. the origins of that please. Definitely. So I was working for an interior design company locally here in South Florida and I, I really wasn't doing much. I was out of college and it was kind of my first job at the time. And I was actually working in the warehouse. So when I tell you like low and slow, man, I was working low and slow, <laughs> not doing a whole lot, not a ton of aspirations, first job kind of thing. And the my employer approached me and she just asked if I had any interest in curating the core values for the organization in hopes that it would be something that would go into our company handbook, uh, that it would be a part of training all new employees and that it would become very central to the biannual reviews, the performance reviews for the company. And so she did that and I was happy to oblige. I actually had an incredible time coming up with this stuff and I started a weekly newsletter based on the core values of the company and really tried to take that to kind of the next level. And in doing so, I actually realized, man, you know, you, you kind of have a passion for this. And I had tapped into something that I, that I didn't know was there. And so I started questioning, how can I take the concept of core values and company culture and translate that into a business? And so I landed on the concept of consulting I found myself uh, registering to become part of the John Maxwell team. I'm not sure if you've heard of John Maxwell. Absolutely. Not, my whole squad has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Right. So I'm in good company. And, uh, and I found myself uh, kind of moving in a direction of being a leadership consultant. And so that was my first kind of step into it was getting involved with John Maxwell and getting resourced through them, licensed and trained by them. And in doing so, I realized, and this is, this is not necessarily a bad thing, but that the leadership consultant market is fairly saturated, right? Really? (laughs) Uh, And so I was like, man, I need to figure out something else. And what do I care about that involves leadership, but encompasses more than just leadership? And so that's how I landed on organizational health. Because I, again, you mentioned my five-step system, and I think these are the five different things that contribute to having an overall healthy organization. So that's where it started, was just doing it for one company on a very small level and then realizing that I should be doing this for a lot of companies.
1: Excellent. So before we get into the five steps, which I can't wait to hear them. I couldn't help to go back and say you were a warehouse worker out of, that out was. of college. Correct. Okay. So that it's like someone starting in the mail room or someone that might work for me as, as a real estate agent. I have them dialing for dollars. So it's just kind of, you're, you're working your way up. You're at the bottom of the barrel for lack of a better term. Why did this person approach you to help them with their core values? Would you just, and again, I'm not putting on anybody that works in a warehouse, but generally that's not where they go. So can you share with us? Why no, they you're, chose
0: you. you're right. I totally agree with you. I typically you don't approach the, the guy at the very bottom of the barrel and ask them to take on something like that. And it was an extreme honor and something that I'm very grateful for, because it obviously launched me into being where I am now. But uh, the only thing that I can come up with uh, is, is my background, my educational background. Um, I'm sure you probably saw it on my website, but I have a degree in ministry and in organizational. We we're going to
1: cover that. Please cover that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, I guess it's kind of that cultural, that, that kind of concern for, for good culture and a good value system, I think is probably what she saw and maybe what set me apart from everybody else. And I say that obviously humbly, but, um, sure. Yeah, no, I think that was the main, honestly, the main factor in why she approached me. And I think she probably saw some potential on my life as well, um, that I was not currently engaging in by just kind of being satisfied as merely a warehouse worker and not really pursuing anything else. And so I think she was kind of giving me a shot, you know?
1: Love it. That That's great, man. They they saw something in you and you probably showed up on time and finished your job and, and did your job right. So that's that's what a lot of people will see. So, You you started consulting for this small company. What was your aha moment to take it to the next level, to where you're at in progressing through right now?
0: Hmm. I think my aha moment came uh, when I became involved with John Maxwell and went to, they have, obviously they have all of their online resources and this entire platform that you can get and you can engage with, but they have a biannual gathering in Orlando, Florida. And I attended that and it's, they call it an IMC. It's an international certification event. And I attended that and it was just three days of teaching from people like John Maxwell and other guest speakers on things like leadership and, and company culture. And it was at that, at that moment, really, that I realized, man, you, you are moving yourself in a direction to eventually become an entrepreneur um, and you're really on you're really on a time scale at this point your days are numbered with the warehouse Sure. so that was kind of my aha moment to really uh, cultivate vision for where i'm going now
1: that that's amazing so tell us about okay so you, you went to school for for ministry you went to school for what else there palm beach state correct you palm went? beach atlantic university palm beach atlantic okay yeah. so what does your family think about what you're doing now Compared to maybe what you went to school for, and I have to ask that, especially because you know you're a millennial. If mm-hmm. I'm speaking right, so what, what what do they think about that?
0: Well, it's tough. I'm I'm from South Carolina, so I'm from the Bible Belt, and so most people are Christians. You know, they right, identify. Right. As I am being too. a Christian. Yep. Awesome, uh, awesome. Um, and so, obviously, with that you have pretty much everybody just kind of naturally, whether they take their faith seriously or not, they just kind of naturally identify as a Christian. It's the way of the land in South Carolina. And so I grew up, my family's fairly serious. And so they uh, thought it was great that I was going to college and that I specifically was going to college for ministry and for organizational leadership. So Um, The organizational leadership thing kind of just happened to me. The ministry thing was on purpose, Um, but they, they, for the most part, they embraced it. I wasn't raised in a Christian household per se. Um, Mm -hmm. My mom is an incredible woman. She raised me completely by herself. My father passed away when I was five. Um, And so she would not articulate a faith in, in the Christian religion Per se, and so, even though you know it's the Bible belt, I didn't grow up that way, so yeah, I, I think there was some mixed opinions about me getting a a ministry degree. Uh, mm-hmm. where's that going to take you? How are you gonna make a living right? Those kinds sure. of questions come up, and um again, you really or- tied
1: it into your values though to the people you coach though, so that that's yeah, amazing, yeah, right.
0: No, that was actually a huge, that was kind of a secondary motivation for me because I am actively engaged in ministry, I actually lead a ministry in my spare time. Um, and so that's what I was looking for was how can I kind of intersect my faith and my love for leadership and business and how can I kind of combine them and bring them into the same world without being like overly preachy or going to organizations and trying to shove Jesus down their throat, right. you know what I mean? And so- sure. Uh, coming from the approach of, of healthy values, I think really demonstrates, uh, my faith in a lot of ways. And so, and it's one of those things that doesn't have to be talked about. It just shines right through it.
1: That's, that, that's been fantastic. Tell us a little bit, I don't want to say quickly, but in a nutshell, because I don't want to give away too much of your secret sauce, but about the five steps.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's something that's on my website, so it's not giving away too okay. much, um, The five steps are, number one is vision, mission, and values. Number two is leadership. Number three is company culture. Number four is customer experience. And number five is conflict resolution. And I believe that if you can achieve excellence in those five areas, that you can achieve organizational health.
1: I love that. That's, that's beautiful. So we got vision and values, leadership, culture, customer experience and conflict, re- conflict resolution. So Kyle, you're a young man. What do you do or how do you handle it when a company, how do you get people to take you seriously? You know, yeah, I mean, I started yeah. in this business as a real estate agent when I was 25. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, 22 years, i well, shoot 23 years ago now. And it, it took me, you know, people look at me and say, what are you talking about? This is my biggest investment I'm probably ever going to make, you know? Yeah. But so what did you do to, or what do you do or how do you handle that? You know, we'll call it an objection when people come to you.
0: Definitely. Uh, the main objection people ask me is what qualifies you to speak to me about my company <laughs> on these terms? And my default typically is actually my education and my certification. And so, that probably sounds even cliche, uh, but a degree in organizational leadership and a cert certification through John Maxwell team to coach and train and speak on these specific things. That's a good educational foundation. And then, from that point forward, it's my experience in the industry. It's the company that I started with, the interior design company and the work that I did with them. It's my clients locally who I've worked with and the scope of work that I've done for them that really, in my opinion, speak for itself. And so how do you arrive there when you're a young man? You don't have any practical experience. You have a ton of educational experience uh, and you got to get somebody to take a shot on you. I would say and I'm not sure if this is the question that you're asking, but I would say the best advice for that is to leverage relationships. And I mean, quick and fast. Who do you know? I would take that. This is what I did. I took inventory. Who do I know that's successful? Who do I know that is achieving great things in business, in life, uh, in entrepreneurship? And I reached out to all of them. I made a list of 15 people that I knew And I reached out to all of them and said, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm dreaming of. And this is how you can help me by connecting me with anybody that you may know or any resources you may be in touch with. And the level of success that I've attained through that has been incredible. Nice.
1: So you might have just answered a little bit, but if I'm out networking, pressing some flush here in South Florida, or even have a a client online or whatnot, what what is the keywords that I might be listening for? To, make, to see if someone is a good prospect, contact, or referral for you?
0: Yeah, definitely. If somebody is complaining about the overall culture of the workplace that they're in, that is a key indicator that there's either something wrong with their leadership, uh, that the, the, the company might not be moving in a direction. They, they might be kind of directionless, I should say. And so they're needing direction. They're needing development in their vision, mission, and values. Um, if leadership is toxic or poisonous, people feel like they're highly micromanaged or if they're even uh, spoken down to or spoken to negatively on a daily basis in the workplace. These are all indicators that your organization is not in the healthiest place and there's definitely room for improvement.
1: Love that. Love it. So when you're working with these people and you're helping them with their, their culture in, in improving their mission, values, leadership. Is there any good questions that you wish that people would ask you, but they don't?
0: Hmm. Let me think about that. I, I think I want people to really take a deep dive into into the very first point of the five-step process that I have, which is vision, mission, and values. I think that people hear that and they gloss over it. And right. Everybody's like, Oh yeah, we've got a, we've got a mission statement. We've got core values established. And most of that is very much like these cliche phrases or words that you plaster on a wall. Or maybe if you care about it a little bit more, you get it turned into like a professional uh, poster or something and you hang it right. Um, but people don't seem to take seriously the vision and mission and values, which is actually why it's my number one step in my five-step process. And I'm extremely passionate about it because I think if you have a clarified vision, right, the vision is the direction. So I, I always teach it like this. If a vision is, is the destination, it's the direction you're going in, right? It's the place that you want to end up at as a company, uh, then the mission is going to be the vehicle that helps you get there. How are we executing? How are we getting to the vision, right? And so that's the mission. And so there's a difference between vision and mission. I don't think people really fully understand that sometimes, but it's crucial to understand that you have to separate the two. The mission is the execution of the vision. And then lastly, the values kind of carrying on, um, with the transportation uh, analogy that I'm saying, the values would almost be like your GPS. If you have core values that tie into how you're supposed to conduct yourself in the workplace, then when you're met with challenges, circumstances, situations, negative customers, or negative interactions, these values steer you say, Hey, there's a roadblock up ahead, right? It's called confrontation and you should make a left here. And this is how to navigate through that. So, vision, mission, and values, I think that's huge. And I, and I wish that uh, clients and even potential clients would ask more about that.
1: I love it. I love it. So with all that being said and the experience that you have in building your company, what is the one thing you know for sure?
0: Hmm. What is the one thing that I know for sure? Uh, I know this is that if companies, if companies can't create a healthy atmosphere, if they can't create leadership that really is raising people up and empowering them, right? If you can't create these things, uh, then, then you are in trouble. I would say you're in trouble. And I say that confidently because if you don't have that, then you have the opposite of that. Absolutely. Uh, and, and at the very least you have complacency. And so you either have a negative workplace, or you maybe have an apathetic and complacent workplace. Either way, it's negative. It's not good for you. It's not good for your customers, and it's not good for your bottom line. And so that is something that I would would put a flag in the ground on and say that I know confidently is that organizational health is a top, top priority. And I think people are really really beginning to buy into it more so now than ever with Google reviews, Yelp reviews, social media, all these different things, right? That are becoming more and more relevant. People can just perceive the culture and the overall leadership of your company without ever stepping foot inside your doors or getting on a call with anybody that represents your company.
1: I love that. And I saw that in your blog winning with uh, Whitmire, the, the culture blog. That That's awesome. What you just said about the Yelp and the Google and whatnot. So yeah. If you were to remove your cell phone out of the equation, what are the three things that Kyle cannot live without?
0: Hmm. I definitely can't live without my girlfriend. Okay. I can't live without my surfboard.
1: <laughs>
0: and I cannot live without my friends.
1: Awesome. I and mean, that was quick. That You know what you've you got going on. Tell me then, what what's one thing that's, that's blown your mind? Name something that's just like, wow, boom, really blown your mind.
0: Uh-huh you know honestly it's been it's been the way that people love to connect and they love to share resources and they love to help you out in business honestly even you reaching out to me Uh, To do this podcast now is is another example of this kind of this mind blowing thing. And this maybe even segues a little bit into a a, a question that you potentially would ask me. I I know that you had on the form is that what held you back from entrepreneurship for the longest time? And I want to tell you, it was fear of inadequacy. Right. I I felt like I, I wouldn't be able to measure up. And so it's like, man, when I finally just, you know, jumped and took a risk and just started saying, hey, I need help. I've never done this before. I, I'm reaching out to my connections. I'm, I'm leveraging my network. Man, people are quick to come to the rescue. They want to help. They want to share resources. They want to connect you to relationships they have. And to me, that's mind blowing because I just didn't expect it. And it's probably one of the main reasons an, that I awesome held back.
1: Answer. And when you ask. You know, people like you said they want to help. It's like you're you're coming in with no ego, and they're like, "Oh, I can help this person." That that's awesome. So, Kyle, what is your definition of a life well lived?
0: Hmm. I think a life well lived is first and foremost to take faith seriously. I think that you you have to find faith, and I'm not I'm not on this podcast to preach. Obviously, you and I are both Christians, and sure. so people know where we stand with that. I think finding faith. And life is of utmost importance before anything else. And honestly, I think that's, I think that's the gateway to living well and living a life well lived. And secondly, though, would be uh, finding your passion and going for it. And even if you're not sure if it's your passion, if you think that you're passionate about it, start taking steps in the direction to facilitate. Um, because I had a concept in my mind, and I teach on this sometimes, uh, where I, I had passions stirring within me. And I made myself available to them, but I did not facilitate them. And there's a major difference. And I think if you want to live a life well-lived, you have to go beyond making yourself available to your passions. You have to start facilitating them.
1: Taking massive action, as Tony Robbins would say, and all the rest sure. of them, right? Yeah, you have yeah to. Definitely. absolutely All right, brother. We're going to move into what we call our level up lightning round. So we're going to ask five or six questions. You and I could talk for 15, 20 minutes on each one of them, but I'm going to hold you to 10 seconds. No explanations, okay. Just give me an answer. All righty? Yeah, definitely. Ready? Here we go. What's the best leveling up advice you've ever received?
0: Uh, to invest in a program called consulting.com.
1: Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success prayer love. and reading. <laughs> That's quick. I love it. Outside of your own website, and of course, a shameless plug of time to shine today.com, what's another resource that you go to? to maybe level up your life or maybe even teach you something about your industry.
0: Definitely. It's called giant, uh, giant worldwide.com. giant
1: worldwide.com How about your go-to book?
0: Uh, I'm the book I'm reading now and I love is called the advantage by Patrick Lencioni.
1: Love it. I've read it. It's amazing. It's good. Definitely. Um, favorite charity or organization you like to donate your money or time to.
0: Oh man. Um, I, I really kind of keep it faith centered in terms of donating money and time. Um, so my church that I go to here in South Florida is called the Harbor Church. Uh, that's a, that's a big place for me personally.
1: Love it. Lastly, Hmm? what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? 90s, man. (laughs) My man. All right. So Kyle, leave our time to shine squad and also our South Florida real estate business and lifestyle listeners. A knowledge nugget that you want to leave behind with them to take with them. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that it when you're when you're looking at organizational health and when you're looking about how to rally people, you want to get people all on the same page. Um, again, I think that the five steps that I that I said first, um, that's that's a serious like foundational point if you really want to mobilize your company and start moving towards organizational health, I would say do that. Secondly, I would say do this is that find a rallying point, find a a thing of common interest that everyone can buy into and address whatever issues there are. So if there's confrontation, if there's drama, if there's conflict, whatever it is, talk about it, bring it out into the open, and then have everybody rally around a common thing, whatever that thing may be. And I think that even creating phraseology for it, right? Creating your own language for the direction that you're moving in actually will help people buy in because you as an organization are creating something unique. People feel like it started with you. It's not just a repeated process or or something that they've read in a book or something. You know what I mean? So really putting language um to some sort of unifying concept and then moving in that direction. That's what I would say is going to uh, really help people.
1: That's some solid partying advice. That's really, really solid. So tell us, how can we find you Kyle?
0: Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I don't have separate uh, business and pleasure Instagrams. I just mix it all on one. Uh, it's K K Whittem 21. That's K W I T E M 21. That's my Instagram. My Facebook is Kyle Patrick Whitmire, as well as my LinkedIn, the same. Kyle Patrick Whitmire, and then finally, my website is K, the letter K, Whitmire, my last name. So, K Those are the ways to connect with me.
1: All those will be in the show notes to all the listeners out there. So, well, this has been nothing short of a pleasure. We always like to surround ourselves with people that are leveling up their life. They stay humble. They stay hungry. And Kyle, with his leveraging relationships fast, his vision, mission, values, sets his ego aside and asks for help. Those are the kind of people that are, we want to surround ourselves with. And Kyle, thank you so much for coming on to, this, to the podcast. You're part of our squad now, so you can't go anywhere else. I'm kidding. You're <laughs> stuck with us, brother. I really appreciate your time, man.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me. And just, I've said it I've said it before when I say it again, thank you so much for serving our country. We really appreciate it. Oh,
1: wow, that, that's nice of you to say. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Thank- hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter & Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com.